Praise God. I want to read again Psalm 100. I read it beforehand, but a lot of people were still not here. So I'll read it again. It says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Amen. Uh, before service, we are uh, over there praying with Dennis and, and the worship group, and Dennis asked this question. He said, uh, why, do we, why do we praise God? Why do we worship God? And uh, the simple answer to that is, we as Christians, we, we uh, have the opportunity and the, and the blessing to Celebrate Thanksgiving year-round. Amen? Uh, not only do we celebrate Thanksgiving on Thursday, God created us to be thankful. God created us to be uh, filled with praises. And we don't have to only celebrate this only one day out of the year. We get to celebrate this every day. And every day we get to come to, before God and, and uh, just pour out our hearts and say, Thank you, Jesus, that you ha we have all these blessings, all these things that we take for granted, but they're actually blessings. So in this prayer, I'd like us to just go into prayer and thank, you, thank God for all of the good that he has done for us, all the, all the good things, all the bad things, for all of our troubles, all of our tribulations. Let's just praise God for all that he has done for us. And uh, let's remember that we are not only to be thankful one day out of the year, but every day out of the year. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, we're actually going to stand for the Bible reading, so if you could all stand up, please. This week we'll be reading 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. But realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, Malicious gossips without self-control. Brutal haters of good. Treacherous, reckless, conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jamber supposed Moses... So these men also oppose the truth, men of depraved mind, rejected in regard to the faith. But they will not make further progress, for their folly will be obvious to all, just as Janus's and Jambres' folly was also. Now, you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and sufferings, such as happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, but evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. 
You may be seated. Дорогая молодежь, дорогие наши братики, сестрички, слава Иисусу Христу! Dear brothers and sisters, praise be to God. Вы знаете, в Слове Божьем написано, что там, где двое или трое собраны во имя Мое, там и я посреди них. In the Word of God, it is written, where two or three are gathered in My name, I am there with them also. Сей день сотворил Господь. And this day the Lord has created. Возрадуемся и возвеселимся. Let us rejoice today. Я буду читать Слово Божье, Откровение Иоанна, 21 глава. And I will read from the Word of God, Revelation of John, chapter 21. Мы прочитаем выборочно, порассуждаем и будем молиться. We will read from a few different passages or excerpts, and then we will pray. С 22 стиха храма же я не видел в нем. Ибо Господь Бог Вседержитель, храм Его и Агнец. И город не имеет нужды ни в солнце, ни в луне для освящения своего. Ибо слава Божия осветила Его, и светильник Его Агнец. Спасенные народы будут ходить во свете Его, и цари земные принесут Него славу и честь свою. Ворота его не будет запираться днем, а ночи там не будет. И принесут него славу и честь народов. И не войдет в него ничто нечистое, и никто преданный мерзости лжи, а только те, которые написаны у Ангца в книге жизни. С 22 главы, с 1 стиха. «И показал мне чистую реку воды жизни» светлую, как кристалл, исходящую от престола Бога и Ангца. Среди улицы Его и по ту и по другую сторону у реки древо жизни, двенадцать раз приносящее плоды, дающее на каждый месяц плод свой, и листья дерева для исцеления народов. И ничего уже не будет проклятого, но престол Бога и Ангца будет в нем, и рабы его будут служить ему, и узрят лицо его, и имя его будет на челах их. И ночи не будет там, и не будет иметь нужды ни в светильнике, ни в свете солнечном, ибо Господь Бог освещает их, и будут царствовать во веки веков. И тут мы пропустим немного из, и прочитаем 14 стиха. «Блаженны те, которые соблюдают заповеди его, чтобы иметь им право на древо жизни и войти в город воротами. А вне псы, чародеи, любодеи, убийцы, и делослужители всякие, любящие и делающие неправду. Я Иисус сказал, я Иисус послал ангела моего засвидетельствовать вам в церквах. Я есть им корень и потомок Давида, звезда светлая и утренняя. И дух, 17 стих говорит, и дух и невеста говорят, приди. И слышавший да скажет, приди, жаждущий пусть приходит, и желающий пусть берет воду жизни даром. Еще только один стих прочитаем, два. Иоанна, 7 глава, 37 стих. John, chapter 7, verse 38, 31, В последний же великий... День праздника стоял Иисус, возгласил, говоря, кто жаждет, 
иди ко мне и пей. Кто верует в меня, у того, как сказано в Писании, из шрева потекут реки воды живой. Сие сказал он о духе, которого имели принять верующие в него, ибо еще не было на них Духа Святого, потому что Иисус еще не был прославлен. Возгласил громким голосом и сказал, кто жаждет, иди и пей. Дорогие мои друзья, мы прочитали о том, что апостол Иоанн, будучи выслан на остров Патмос, он написано, что в день воскресный он был в духе. И он услышал позади голос, который говорил ему. И он оглянулся, чтобы увидеть, чей голос говорит ему. And he turned around to see who it was who was speaking to him. И когда он увидел его, and when he saw him, он пал к, нему, к ногам его, he fell to his feet as if he were dead. И Господь Иисус проговорил к нему и сказал, не бойся. And Jesus Christ, he spoke to him and he said, do not be afraid. Я есть первый и последний. I am the first and the last. Начало и конец. The Alpha and the Omega. Alpha и Omega. The beginning and the end. Дорогие, and so, друзья, dear friends, он сказал ему не бойся. He told him, Do not be мы прочитали о том, что сказано и показал мне чистую реку воды жизни. And it says, and he showed him this river of life. Светлую как кристалл, исходящую от престола Бога и ангца. As clean or as clear as crystal, which was coming from the throne of the Lamb. Сегодняшний день, смотря Вокруг нас в этом мире бушующем. Несколько дней тому назад. Just a few days ago. Я работаю в Токомо School District и в центральном билдинге. And I work in the Tacoma School District and in the central building or building five. Когда я вышел на улицу, я увидел очень много наркоманов. When I walked outside, I seen many drug addicts. Вы знаете, они мне совсем чужие люди. You know, Но я увидел их неизмученные сердца. Как они попали в этот плен. И они не могут освободиться. Только Иисус Христос освободит Дорогие мои друзья. Они попали в эту зависимость, потому что не знаю, знали ли они Бога, уверовали в Него, но не вошли в это. And I don't know if they knew God or not, but they, uh, they are in bondage to this addiction. И теперь они страдают. And now they suffer. Но сегодня мы, которые Господь нам открылся, to whom God has revealed Himself, Он не хочет, чтобы кто-то из нас был addicted чем-то. He does not want any one of us to be addicted with anything sinful, anything of this world that leads to destruction. And John says, and he's, John says that I saw this clean river as clear as crystal coming from the throne of the Lamb. The river of life. Иисус Христос говорит, жаждущему дам даром от источника воды живой. Он 
не хочет, чтобы ты пил там в этом мире эту грязную воду, которая ведет к погибели. He doesn't want you to drink of this water, this dirty, filthy water in this world that leads to destruction. Он говорит, иди ко мне. He tells you, come to me. Я дам душе твоей покой. I will give rest to your soul. I will fill you with the Holy Spirit. And this water or this river of life, it flows from the throne of the Lamb. And then Christ says, He who believes in me, as it is written in the Scriptures, Forth from him will come these springs of living water. It flows from the throne of God the Father. But it will flow through your heart. And it will flow. And you will continually come to him and you will say, Christ, I thirst for this water. This is the Holy Spirit. This is being filled in the power or in the power of God. And then you will never want to drink this filthy water which the devil offers. He deceived these people. He had this battle in their mind and he was the one who overcame and he forced them to do this evil. And I turned to him and I asked him, what are you doing? You're destroying yourself. And some accept the testimony of Jesus Christ. And they are ready to accept him. But such addiction that they can't do on their own, God has to lift them up. Who will go today to testify or witness to them? But some, uh, they let their hearts become hardened and they don't want to listen. Oh, he says, I'm adopted by someone. But these are just excuses. And that is why God gives our youth the opportunity to be here in this place. It is a great blessing to be born in a family which fears God. To pray along with your parents when you're still young to read the Word of God. To be filled with this living water. And he's seen that clear water, that clean water of the clean water of life. Even, even in my youth, I remember when God first filled me with this living water. I was walking home and I was rejoicing. I was 20 years old when he baptized me with the Holy Spirit. And I don't know, I don't know why I said this, but I said this and I lifted up my eyes to the heaven. I cried, I rejoiced. And these words came forth from my mouth, Jesus, if you will come right now, I am coming to you. I am ready. And so, dear friends, the kingdom of God, of which Christ once said, of which it is said that it will come and they won't be able to tell it is here or there. 
For the kingdom of God is within you. It comes from within us. But there in heaven we have this guarantee. But only when it begins from here, from the inside, in the heart. And Apostle Paul, he states more clearly. He says that the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, but righteousness, peace, joy, uh, joy in the Holy Spirit. And he says, whoever serves Christ through this, or whoever serves Christ in this, he is pleasing to God. And so, dear friends, 17 and verse 17 of chapter 22 of Revelation says, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Dear friends, it is not in heaven, it is here. It is here that Christ offers today. And when you will drink this water, you will have power, the power of God, to stand against the devil and against sin. He will be afraid of you. Because the anointing of the Holy Spirit will be upon you. The fire of God will be upon you. He will, he will shout, let us run from here, for it is hot. And I remember one of the brothers once had or said this revelation. He said, the Lord revealed to me this one church, it wasn't too large. But they were praying and drinking of this living water. They were filled in the power of the Holy Spirit and this fire was upon them. And the devil says, Let us run from here, for it is hot. And they were thinking, What should we do to quench this fire? And one of the demons say, do it so that they would have strife, so that they wouldn't have peace among one another. And when there will be no peace, then they are ours. And so, dear friends, how do we live today? Do we have peace in our hearts? Even if something has happened, we all make mistakes. But do we try to resolve or fix these mistakes? And do we repent? And do we, or do we just keep on walking Господь in our life? And the Lord says today, He who thirsts, let him come and drink. I will give you for free this gift of the living water. And so, dear friends, the Lord loves the youth. And you know, He paid a great price, a high price for us. And in Revelation it says, when Jezebel, that Jezebel who led the people of God into uh, eating food, sacrificed to the idols. But the Lord said that He loved her and He gave her the time to repent. And so, dear friends, you know, it is very dangerous to play the game church. 
Слово Божье говорит, есть люди, есть такие верующие, которые имеют вид благочестия, но силы его отрекшись. Дьявол не боится религии. And the devil, he is not afraid of religion. But he's afraid when the anointing or the blood of the lamb is upon you. And when the Holy Spirit lives within you. Who intercedes for you with tongues unexplainable uh, to our Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have life everlasting. And so do you want to today be filled or be so your thirst would be quenched with this living water? So that David would defeat Goliath. He first had to bow down or kneel low. He had to be humbled. And he took these five stones and he overcame. And you know, the devil is very afraid. And one of the Christians, he came to church and he realized that the Satan had also come. And he asks him, why did you come? And he said, I came to sing. And the devil says, or this is the devil asking him, and uh, the devil says, I also came to sing. The Christian says, I came to listen. The devil said, I also came to listen. And the Christian said, I came here to be humbled. But the devil said, I will never be humbled, and he left. And that is why it is written that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so, dear youth, Jesus loves you. He genuinely loves you. He wants you to be faithful to him so that you wouldn't try sin. This is a poison. It will destroy you and you can lose your salvation. And that is why God says, Hold on fast to what you have so that none would take your crown. Praise be to Jesus Christ. We will now be praying. We will now call upon the name of the Lord. Who is not yet filled with this living water, call out to him. Call out to him and say, Lord, come. Fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I thirst this living water which flows from the throne of the Father and the Lamb. What we read about a city. There is no sun, therefore the glory of God has enlightened this city and the Lamb, the lamb is light. And so, dear friends, when you are filled with this living water, when you have fellowship with Jesus Christ, although you are young, but God gives you life, and only He can take it. But from time to time, you will have this longing for heaven. There is our, there is our home. We are temporary guests here. We are sojourners and we are wanderers here on earth. And how important so that we wouldn't waste our time 
для Иисуса Христа. But live for Jesus Christ. Пить эту воду жизни, которую Господь дает даром каждый день. Drink this water of life which God gives us every single day. Наполняться Его присутствием. Be filled with His presence. Желать иметь встречи с Ним. Desire to have this encounter with Him. О Иисус, ты. О Lord, how wonderful are You. How I thirst to have this fellowship with you in the Holy Spirit. And God gives the strength. Every addiction will be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name in the name of the blood of the Lamb, because powerful is our God, He has overcome. He has overcome death and sin. He has defeated devil. He is the victor. And we are His disciples. And we will be praying. Let us pray. And dear friends, we will pray, dear youth, and call upon Jesus Christ so that he would fill us with this living water. God says, open your mouth and I will fill you. Open your mouth and pray to him. For he will fill you with the Holy He will cleanse you. Just condemn yourself, acknowledge your sin, and He will forgive you. And will give you peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God, brothers and sisters. Um, God does all things well, amen? And I, I say this because I really want us to get thinking about this saying, God does all things well. This is a verse, or this is a, something that I've, been, um, that I've been thinking about a lot, and it's, it's something that's been on my heart. And when we say God does all things well, that means that in the times when we're going through the hardest in our lives, in the times that we think everything is falling apart around us, the times that we think that we're at our lowest, God is still in control and He is still doing all things well. And the second that we stop believing that is the second we lose faith and the second that the devil gets a hold of us and the second that he pulls us further away from God. No matter what we go through, God does all things well and it is something that I strive every single day to try to believe in more and more because it strengthens me. And something, um, so recently um, I was um, asked to film a funeral and I get to film um, like weddings and then also funerals and it's a big difference. It's kind of like the beginning of life and the end. And a friend of mine brought this verse up, and I've been thinking about it for the past week. And I wanted to read it from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 2. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men, and the living will lay, in, will lay it in his heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the, of the countenance, the heart is made better. When my friend told me there was such a verse in the Bible, I kind of froze for a second and I was like there's there's no way or like I, I couldn't understand it and so I asked him to show me where it was and he pointed it out and I started reading it and I I I stood, stood and I meditated on it and it it brought me back to God does all things well in our time of struggle in our time of temptation where do we run to where do we find our hope and where do we hold on to the thing that that helps us get through that what helps us battle through it if we don't have God, if we don't have Jesus, our, sal our salvation, what do we have? What makes us e any better than anyone else? And Thanksgiving is, it's a time for us to rejoice in this. But just like Andre was saying, we should be doing this every single day. That is the joy that Jesus gives us in our hearts. 
And I want us to think about that. God does all things well. And no matter what the situation we're going through, God is in control and he's teaching us. He's showing us. I am in control. Don't worry. He's teaching us to have faith. And so let's all meditate on that. All right. Let's stand up and pray. Откроем Слово Господне, друзья. Псалом 36. Let us open the Word of God. Psalm 36, verses 3, 4, and 5. Live It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And so let us think together. And we are in the year 2019, and we are here at a youth service. Some of you are 15, 17, 20 years old. But what will happen 10 years in the future? What will be in 20 years? How will you look outwardly? And where will you be? Where will you live? And who will you live with? This is an important question. And who knows the answer to this question? When I was 20 years old, I did not know the answer to the question, what will happen with me in 20 years? I didn't know that by the age of 30, I would be married and have children. Although I wanted this, And I didn't know that by the age of 35 I would come to America very far from Ukraine. And never did I imagine that in 20 years time I would come to America. Never ever. И поэтому только один Господь знает, что будет в будущем. And that is why only God knows what will be in the future. Представьте себе, каждый из нас, кто сидит на этом месте, Бог знает твое и мое будущее. Даже ты не знаешь, только один Бог знает. Even you don't know it, but only God knows it. Your mom and your dad, they will not know what will be with you. The pastor of your group and the senior pastor won't know what will happen with you. Only God knows. And this uncertainty of the future, it frightens many people. And the Bible answers this question as to what we should do when we're young. How should we live so that everything would go well? So that it would be well, we, would, we go and we learn at some college. We study for some profession. 
And we do other things, we earn money so that our future could be good. But can college give us a good future? Can lots of money bring us good future? And the answer is no. Only God can give us a blessing in the future. But how should we live so that God would bless us? So that in 10, 20 years time and even more, uh, longer than that, you could say, praise God. The Lord has helped me until this place. And we have just read. We must trust in the Lord. We must do good. We must keep the truth. We must find our comfort in the Lord. And we must entrust our ways to God and uh, hope in Him. And He will bring it to completion. He will bring it to completion. This is what God does. Итак, чтобы Господь нас благословил, надо я хочу несколько вещей вам сказать сегодня. And so that God would bless us, I want to tell you a few things that we must do. Что нужно делать, чтобы Господь благословил тебя в будущем? What we must do so that God would bless us in the future. Так как мы прочитали. Just as we read. И после этого мы еще помолимся. And after which we will also pray. И я скажу, друзья, сразу, что молитва, она очень важная для нашего будущего. Если мы хотим, чтобы нас Господь благословил, нам нужно научиться серьезно молиться. Без сильной и хорошей молитвы трудно получить благословение. Чтобы Господь тебя и меня благословил, нужно молиться очень сильно и с верой. Поэтому мы коснемся дальше о молитве. И когда мы будем молиться, я наперед хочу сказать, я вас буду приглашать, чтобы каждый из вас, никто не молчал, но чтобы каждый помолился и помолился хорошо. And when we will be praying, I will tell you in advance that I want and I want to invite each and every single person here to pray and pray sincerely. Потому что на этом месте с нами пребывает Господь. Because here in this place there is God who is present with us. Но Господь не хочет, чтобы мы были ленивыми и просто постояли. Это дом молитвы. But God doesn't want us to be lazy and just stand here because this is the house of prayer. And what do the people do in the house of prayer? They pray to God. And in the house of prayer, God listens whether or not we pray in such a way so that our voice would be heard. And that is why sincere, dedicated prayer is important. And God expects, God expects this prayer from each and every single one of us. And at the end of the sermon, each and every single one of us will have this opportunity to pray sincerely to God. And I'm calling you so that it would be, I'm calling you to do this so that it would be in this way so that it would be well for us. So that we would lift up our voice and cry out to God. 
так как делал Иисус, just like Jesus had done, так как делал Иаков, just as Jacob had done, а может быть вы слышали, как папа и мама дома тоже молятся, or maybe you've heard as your mom or dad they pray at home. Когда мне было примерно семь лет или где-то десять, and when I was about seven or maybe ten years old, я ночью проснулся, I woke up at night, и я смотрю возле моей кровати стоит мой папа, and I see that by my bed my dad is standing. И на коленях он молится и плачет, очень сильно плачет. And he is on his knees and he is crying and he's crying very uh, deeply or. И он так плакал, что аж мне захотелось заплакать и встать с ним помолиться Богу. And he was crying so much that I wanted to kneel down with him and pray along with him to God. Почему мой папа, мужчина, ему было лет, может быть, тогда 30-40, почему плачут мужчины? So why was my dad a man who was a man of uh, 30-35 years old? Why was he crying? Почему молятся, когда мужчины и плачут? Для чего? Почему? Why, the, why do men when they pray? Why do they cry? Они плачут перед Богом. They cry before God. Они знают, что если перед Богом искренне молиться со слезами, Бог тебя услышит. They know that if you pray before God sincerely with tears in your eyes, then God will hear you. Поэтому будем учиться молиться со слезами. And that is why let us learn to pray sincerely with uh, with tears in our eyes. Так делал Иисус. This is how Jesus had done it. В Гефсиманском саду он молился, плакал и услышал Бога. he cried he cried out to the Lord, he prayed and he was heard. Бог услышит и нас, когда мы молимся со слезами. And God will hear us when we pray with tears. Но перед тем, когда мы будем говорить о молитве, я несколько других вещей сейчас скажу для вас. But before we speak about prayer, I want to mention a few other things. Для того, чтобы получить в жизни благословение, необходимая прежде всего святая жизнь. And before all, in order to receive God's blessing in our life, we need a holy life. Когда мы молодые, кажется, ну, как можно быть святым, когда тебе 17 лет? When you're young, you think, how can you be holy when you're 17 years old? А это очень важно. But this is very important. Быть святым, когда тебе 16, 17 и 20 лет. To be holy when you're 17, uh, 18 and 20 years old. И это возможно. It's possible. And this is possible. Итак, святой человек, святой христианин и христианка, прежде всего, он послушный своим родителям. And so a holy Christian man and woman, they are first and foremost obedient to their parents. Мы говорим об этом не раз в церкви. We speak about this not once in church. Но мы должны это повторять, потому что в нашем теле есть наша плоть, flesh. But we must repeat this over and over again because in our bodies is the, is the flesh. Наш дух хочет слушаться папу и маму, плоть не хочет. Our spirit wants to listen to our parents, but our flesh doesn't. И происходит борьба, о котором говорит апостол Павел в послании Коринфянам. And so there's this battle going on of which Apostle Paul speaks in the letter to Corinthians. Дух желает противного плоти. The spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. Наш дух хочет, чтобы мы были друзьями с папой и мамой. Our spirit wants, our spirit wants us to be friends with our father and mother. А плоть говорит, они ничего не понимают. But our flesh tells us that they don't understand anything. Борьба происходит. And so there is this battle. И когда только приходит победа, тогда и благословение приходит. And only then, when there is victory, is there blessing. Так думал и блудный сын за свою папу. Он ничего не понимает. Надо от него уйти. And this is what the prodigal son thought about his father. He doesn't understand anything. I should leave. И пошел, думал, что он лучше понимает. And he, uh, he took a certain sum of money and he left because he thought he understood better. Оказалось, что нужно возвратиться к папе. But it, he realized that he had to return to his father. И об этом сыне написали картины много художников. And many painters have painted these paintings about the son. Один из них это был Рембрандт. 
And one of these painters was Rembrandt, and he drew this painting of which was titled The Returning of the Prodigal Son. And when you come home, go online and search this, look for this image online and see the extent to which the son was wounded when he was returning home. The father and mother, they want what is best for their children. But the children might not always understand this. And if you don't understand this, first listen and then you will understand later. And that is why you have to speak respectfully with your parents. You have to honor or be gentle with your father and mother. Because when we speak with our mother and our father, God from heaven, he is looking and he is looking and seeing if we are respectful to our parents, if we honor them. And when we are respectful, when we honor our parents, then God blesses us because there's the commandment to honor your father and your mother. That it may be good for you or well for you and you may live long in the land. And this commandment was left by God himself. God spoke on Mount Sinai to Moses. And millions of, uh, is, of the people of, of Israel were standing around this mountain. And there was fire, there was smoke. There was the sound of the trumpet. And through this sound, God spoke to all the people. And when God began speaking, this fear came upon all the people of Israel. And God only said a few sentences for the entire nation of Israel. And one of these sentences was, honor your father and your mother. And God said this to millions of people all at once. There were young people, uh, middle-aged people, older people, and he said this to all of them. And it is important to know and understand that God himself said that we must honor our mom and our dad. And then he will bless such a person in his life. And the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. Whoever would love life and seek good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And so we have to hold our tongue from evil. And many things depend from our words. 
There are young people who speak things that are not good about themselves. And there are girls who say, I'm not beautiful. And there are some young men who say, I will never get married. And other negative things. You should never say anything negative about yourself. On the contrary, you should, with your own speech, say things that are positive, that are good, and hope in God. Надо говорить, я благодарный или благодарна Господу за то лицо, за те волосы, за ту фигуру, которую мне дал Господь. И благодарить Господа за то, какой ты есть или какой, какая у тебя жизнь И никогда не говорить чего-то негативного. А если мы что-то сказали негативное, что надо сделать? Надо покаяться, сказать, Господи, я сказал неправильное слово на себя, или сказала, прости меня, очисти меня. И Господь очистит и благословит. Потому что в духовном мире, когда мы потом хотим, чтобы нас Господь благословил, есть дьявол, который клеветник. Because in the spiritual world, when we want God to bless us, there is one who brings uh, evil against us, the devil. Как бы это по-английски клевета? Rumors. False witness. Дьявол говорит, он сказал, что он не будет жениться, или сказал плохое. Дьявол напоминает Богу и говорит, его не надо благословлять. Дьявол напоминает нам наши грехи, и Богу тоже напоминает о них. Он клевещет на нас. И поэтому надо просить, чтобы Господь осветил, очистил, чтобы этого греха больше не было. And that is why we should ask God so that He would bless, He would sanctify, He would purify us, so that this would not happen to us. Итак, чтобы получить благословение от Господа, нам нужно послушание родителям и святая жизнь. And so, in order to receive blessing from God, we need obedience to the parents and a holy, pure life. Нам надо контролировать свое поведение и свой язык. We must control our behavior and our tongue. Следующее, нам нужно поступать благоразумно. Господь сказал Иисусу Навину, первая глава, седьмой стих, восьмой стих. Joshua, uh, да не отходит сия книга закона от уст твоих, но поучайся в ней день и ночь, дабы в точности исполнять все, что в ней написано. Тогда ты будешь успешен в путях твоих и будешь поступать And in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 it says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will, have pro then you will be prosperous and successful. You will have good success. It is important to act wisely in order to have success in your life. Поступать благоразумно – это значит не идти туда, куда не надо идти. Acting wisely means not going where you shouldn't be going. 
Поступать благоразумно – это значит быть осторожным. Acting wisely means to be careful. И слушать мудрых людей. And listen to wise people. Одна, однажды ехала две сестры на Украине. Это было уже давно. Две молодых девочки so, ехали, приехали в город. Two young sisters, they were driving it and they came to a city. Они жили в этом городе. They were living in the city. И две девочки этих пели в хору, молодежном хору. And two of these girls, they sang at the youth choir. В это время была спевка молодежного хора. And at this time, they had a choir practice for the youth. На улице была осень, и было уже темно, уже была ночь. And outside it was dark because it was already fall time. And, and one of the sisters, she wanted to go to the choir practice. But her other sister didn't want to go. And then one of them told uh, the other, I will go on my own to the choir practice. But she said, if something happens with me, then it will be your fault. На улице была ночь, она и шла по дороге в церковь. И где-то примерно, может быть, километр от церкви, на нее напали два бандита. Никого не было, ночь была. Они нанесли ей 40 ударов ножом. И она умерла. Она не дошла в церковь. Многие люди после этого говорили, как важно быть осторожным. Когда ночь, не надо самому идти. Dark, На меня ночью напали. They, uh, they Пять или шесть бандитов. Когда на Украине был. Украине. И только милость Божья меня сохранила. Моя жена ишла домой с работы, за ней бегли два бандита. And my wife was coming home from work and two bandits were running after her. И это был урок, не ходить ночью, быть осторожным. And this was a lesson, not to walk alone at night. Осторожность важна. Being careful is important. Поэтому Господь сказал Иисусу Навину, ты будешь поступать благоразумно. And that is why God said to Joshua, you will act wisely. Есть поступки благоразумные, there are wise acts, но есть и неблагоразумные. So Очень важно поступать благоразумно. И слушаться старших, когда нам что-то советуют. Слушаться доброго совета, тоже быть благоразумным. Помните, когда Ниеман он был военачальник, и он был болен. У него была проказа. Девочка израильтянка сказала, приди к Елисею, и он тебя исцелит. И Нейман подумал, он выйдет, положит на меня руки, помолится, и но так не случилось. Елисей сказал, пусть он идет и окунется семь раз в Иордан, и будет здоров. Нейман подумал, что это все неправда. И не захотел идти. Но его слуги сказали, послушай, 
Сделай это небольшое. Попробуй. But his servants told him, just do this one thing. Go and do it. Он послушался и получил исцеление. He listened and he received this healing. Как важно послушать правильного совета. How important it is to listen to good advice. Как важно быть мудрым и не стыдиться тогда, когда не надо. How important it is to be wise and not be ashamed when you shouldn't be. Как часто молодежь, она uh, they are embarrassed, когда не нужно быть embarrassed. And how often is the youth embarrassed when they shouldn't be? И они бывают не embarrassed, когда нужно быть. And then at other times when they should be embarrassed, they're not embarrassed. Однажды было молодежное общение, и после этого общения девушку молодую надо было провести в другую сторону домой. And there was youth fellowship and uh, once, and one of the young women she needed to be escorted uh, home. И молодежь сказала, мы дадим одного брата, и он тебя проведет домой. And the youth said, we will give you one of the brothers, and he'll lead you home. И представьте себе, она идет одна, все видят, что с ней пойдет хороший брат, проповедник. И она могла сказать, I am embarrassed, я не хочу с ним идти, мне стыдно. And uh, she could have said, I don't want to go with him, uh, he, uh, this brother was a preacher, I'm embarrassed. Но она понимала, это ночь, и нужно, чтобы кто-то ее провел. But she understood that it was night time, and she needed someone to escort her. И она согласилась. And she agreed. И этот брат ее провел домой. And this brother, he escorted her home. И представьте себе, они так хорошо поговорили, что потом они женились. Как правильно она поступила, что она не отказалась, что она не сказала, I am embarrassed. Она сказала, хорошо, проведи меня. Эта девушка выросла и до сих пор благодарит Господа. Это моя жена Галя. It is my wife Galia. Представьте себе это, я ее проводил. And so imagine this, I was the one как, escorting her. Как важно послушаться хорошего совета и не стыдиться, когда тебе предлагают помощь. And so uh, realize how important it is to receive good advice and not be ashamed or embarrassed. Поступать благоразумно. Act wisely. Иногда, знаете, сестры спешат отказывать братьям. And you know sometimes the sisters they're in a rush to reject the brothers. Не надо спешить сестры отказывать, надо подумать. Всегда можно успеть, но может другого шанса и не быть. Братья, иногда братья обижаются на своего друга или на сестру. Нет, есть другое слово, лучше. Offended. 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 Yeah. Кто-то тебе что-то не так сказал, или сестра, или брат, и ты обиделся for the rest of your life. Неправильно, не спеши обижаться. It is not right. Don't hurry to be hurt. Give another chance for your brother or your sister. Даже, может быть, это твоя судьба. And it might be your fate. Поэтому не спеши обижаться. Поступай благоразумно. Act wisely. Так сказал Господь Иисусу нам. И кто поступает благоразумно, того Господь благословляет. И очень важно еще иметь твердую непоколебимую веру. And it is important to have a firm, unshakable faith. 
Когда даже не все так получается, как мы хотели. Когда кажется, все в жизни разрушилось и нету, нету ничего хорошего. Нужно твердо веровать Господу. Мы помним, когда Давид пришел, Давид ушел на войну и дома оставил жен, детей. Войны оставили, и они возвратились, нет никого, все сгорело. And you might remember when David and the men with him, they left for war, and by the time they came back, everything was gone and burnt down. Воины хотели побить Давида камнями. And the soldiers, or the men with him, they wanted to stone him. Потому что все печалились за своих детей, за своих жен. Because everyone was grieved for their wives, their children. Но Давид укрепился надеждой на Господа. But David was strengthened in faith, in faith in God. Он сказал, а я все равно надеюсь на Бога. But he said, but I still continue to place my hope in God. Он начал молиться Богу. He began praying to God. И Бог ему все возвратил. And God returned everything to him. Это чудо. This is a miracle. Одна девушка, она сделала ошибку и сказала нет брату молодому. A young woman, she made a mistake and she said no to one of the brothers. А потом она увидела что-то, она сделала ошибку. Некоторые люди в таких случаях уходят с церкви, уходят от Бога. And some people in this case they leave the church, they leave God. Другие люди имеют депрессию сильную. Other people have very strong depression. А она сказала, а я надеюсь на Господа. But she said, I will trust in God. И через три месяца Бог дал ей другого брата, хорошего, прекрасного мужа. And in three months' time, God gave her another brother, a wonderful husband. Бог их благословил, и они счастливы. And God blessed her, and they are now happy. Что бы ни случилось, надо твердо надеяться на Бога. And so, regardless of what may happen, you must firmly place your hope in God. Надо иметь живую веру. You must have this living faith. И сказать, а я все равно надеюсь на Бога. And say, I will still hope in God. И он проведет. And he will lead you through. Итак, мы приходим к молитве. And so we're nearing a prayer. Чтобы получить благословение в жизни, надо очень серьезно и сильно молиться. And so to receive a blessing in our life, we must sincerely and fervently pray. И для нас пример это Иисус Христос. Мы читаем послание к Евреям, пятая глава, седьмой стих. And an example for us is Jesus Christ. We read in Hebrews. Он в одни плоти своей, сильным воплем и со слезами принес молитвы и моления, могущему спасти его от смерти, и услышан был за свое благоговение. And so it says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Там говорится, cries. Here it speaks of this, these cries, these tears, this. And brothers and sisters, have you prayed with tears? And I have a question for you. Do you have this loud prayer, this sincere prayer with tears, as my father, as I already said, he prayed at night? А вы уже молились так? Have you already prayed in this way? Если не молились, и если вы хотите благословения, начните так стараться молиться Господу. Begin trying to pray in this way. 
Don't allow yourself to be standing with open eyes and waiting for the end of prayer. This is not the prayer that will bring you blessing. The prayer that will bring you blessing is the prayer with tears of which when you just cry out to God and you don't stop. And even when you don't have prayer and it's hard for you to pray, but you come to God and you say, God, I'm coming before you, please bless me. Знаете, один мой брат рассказывал за человека, который на Украине искал верующих в одном городе. И наконец он нашел церковь и пришел в церковь и там был на собрании. И началась молитва. И во время молитвы помолился он и вышел и что-то сказал. И сказал. Он посмотрел, как церковь называется, написано Гефсимане. И говорит правильное название, правильно назвали эту церковь. Он говорит, один молится, а все остальные спят. Друзья, это не та молитва, которая нам даст благословение и победу. Dear friends, this is not the prayer that will bring us blessing and victory. Когда ученики спали в Гефсимании, то они потом и разбежались. Если мы на молитве не молимся Господу, мы можем ожидать потом проблем. Но если мы молимся Господу так, как молится Христос, мы можем ожидать благословения, мы можем ожидать Божьего благословения. И поэтому сейчас я хочу призвать вас к такой молитве. Мы не знаем, что ожидает нас через 10 лет. Мы не знаем, где мы будем через 20 лет. Но если мы сейчас об этом помолимся, то Бог нас проведет. Then God will lead us и Бог устроит нашу жизнь. И поэтому я призываю вас к искренней молитве. А кто хочет, чтобы за него специально помолилась вся молодежь и служителя, братья. Кто имеет проблему любую, желание, чтобы Бог помог ему и благословил. Вы можете выйти сюда наперед, и мы помолимся за вас, возложим руки на вас, If you have needs, you can come up here to the front and we will lay our hands on you. We will call upon God's blessing over your life. As Jesus once prayed for the children. And he laid his hands on them and blessed them. And the ones he blessed, they were blessed. And so it is not embarrassing to come up front and pray. It is wonderful to come up before God. To open up your heart before him. And say, Jesus, I'm here in this place and I'm in need of your blessing. Bless me. Let us kneel on our knees and pray to God. Amen.